This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, February 3rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. On the other side of the world, representatives of 12 nations signed the Trans-Pacific Partnership today in a ceremony in New Zealand. Closer to home here in Washington, the Senate is continuing to make progress on a bipartisan energy bill. Senators have been negotiating behind the scenes on what amendments to the energy bill will get votes. Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has filed cloture on the bill to move the process along. U.S. Trade Representative Michael Froman, who is participating in the TPP signing today in New Zealand, says the ceremony is an important milestone in the life of the agreement. The signing of the deal doesn't set any deadlines for Congress to act on the deal. But Froman says that delaying congressional approval would carry an incalculable cost on our leadership in the world. It is imperative, he says, that we move forward. The House Agriculture Committee today holds the second of two days of hearings on the challenges and potential benefits of small-scale agriculture and local food production. Today's hearing focuses on benefits of incentive programs that promote fruit and vegetable consumption among low-income households. Some in conventional agriculture have been skeptical of efforts to promote development of small farms and local food systems, but House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conaway tells AgriPulse there is, quote, plenty of room for everybody. Conaway says that while production agriculture will feed the masses, there are niches that small farms can fill. The chairman is also looking to broaden the political base of support for farm programs. Anything that shows, quote, urban America, their reliance on production agriculture, small and large, is important and well worth the time, and the words of the chairman. Conaway is also eyeing potential steps on cotton. Conaway tells AgriPulse that he hopes to talk with Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack this week about the cotton industry's request that USDA allow cottonseed oil to qualify for farm payments. Vilsack hasn't formally rejected the request, but he has openly questioned whether he has the authority to add cottonseed to the price loss coverage and agriculture risk coverage programs. Conaway is scheduled to be at the National Cotton Council's annual meeting that starts Friday in Dallas. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is moving toward an overhaul of biotech regulation. USDA is taking a formal step toward sweeping overhaul of the way it regulates genetically engineered crops and insects. The department says it plans to prepare an environmental impact statement considering the range of alternatives for the new regulatory approach. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has been working on a plan that would focus the approval process and regulation of field trials only on plants and insects that pose risk of becoming plant pests or noxious weeds. Leaders in New Hampshire soon to consider their own food labeling bill. The New Hampshire House of Representatives is expected to take up a GMO labeling bill in the coming weeks. The House Environment and Agriculture Committee there has dealt a serious blow to the measure by voting 12 to 7 to recommend against passing the measure. State Agriculture Commissioner Lorraine Merrill is quoted in the Concord Monitor complaining that the anti-GMO movement is tainting the whole idea of genetic engineering and stopping research on critical challenges facing agriculture. We'll keep an eye on merger news. Swiss-based Syngenta is expected to issue its 2015 results today, and the biotech giant also may release plans to merge with China's state-owned ChemChina. Syngenta spurned a takeover bid by Monsanto last year. AgriPulse editor Sarah Wyatt asked Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley about the potential deal yesterday. He offered this general concern about such industry consolidation. Quote, less competition, higher prices. 
Well, there's no appetite for regulation. AgriPulse's Whitney Foreman Cook reports from Reno, Nevada, that Jason Willard, chief of the U.S. Department of Agriculture's Natural Resources Conservation Service, is making the case that voluntary partnerships are critical to addressing a range of environmental challenges that can't be addressed with regulations. Speaking at the annual meeting of the National Association of Conservation Districts, Willer said there is, quote, zero appetite in this country for more regulation or government control. Willer says voluntary projects will be critical not only to address climate change, but also water scarcity and soil degradation. From the AgriPulse She Said It category, Every direct sale is an opportunity to educate a neighbor and consumer about farming practices and farming challenges. It is building support for agriculture. That's from Chris Coffin, the policy director for Land for Good, a New England-based nonprofit, during a House agriculture hearing yesterday on direct marketing. Well, that is Daybreak for this Wednesday, February 3rd. Our thanks to AgriPulse senior editor Philip Brasher and the rest of the AgriPulse staff for their insight. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson, and Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.